Okay, we're live. I prepared us a new intro. Oh, hang on, here it comes. prepare that intro that new intro for totally worth the it. new season of christian and the thing is i'm like prince in the studio so i played every <laughs> instrument on that All, both it, horns it, it took me it took and me the three and the, the learning the, the french horn was the real biatch on that one yeah, the flugel you, horn. you think if you just take your fist out of it you'll be the best french horn player in the world but no they know what they're you doing. gotta actually have it in there that's right jam it in there but anyway that i hope everybody enjoyed the new intro i'm jason this is chris we're talking about stuff can we legally use the theme from 2001 i mean <laughs> what theme from 2001 i called legal zoom i was on hold for like an hour and a half i said never mind it's probably not that yeah, important no big deal. i mean what could happen who's even seen that movie stanley kubrick's is dead right is he? I think Is so. He? No, he's, didn't he get deported? To oh, oh, okay. Ukraine? So he's just alive in another country? Oh, you're thinking about Roman Polanski. I am thinking of Roman Polanski. <laughs> Same guy. Roman Polanski, child rapist. Stanley Kubrick dead. Stanley Kubrick, yeah. I get, <laughs> That's right. I always get that mixed up. I know. Those guys. So how's it going? I'm good, Jason. How are you? What You know what I've been up to. What have you been up to? I, I also made a... Uh, <laughs> A little bumper. Some symphonic uh, yeah, bumper music. I, I didn't bring it with me. <laughs> All right, I next didn't time. bring it with me. Next time. Next time. I'll bring it. Okay. I, uh, I've i been sick. Yeah. I had the flu. There, there's been a stretch between our last podcast and this one, so I thought we'd spend a little yeah. time catching up. Yeah. We've been through some major holidays. Yeah. Some minor illnesses, some minor surgeries. You know, uh, as so, you do. This happens. How'd the flu come out? I, I, uh... Right on your vacation, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I took a week of vacation. Immediately went, got the flu. Went to visit my parents to pick up my dog, mm-hmm. uh, and immediately came down with a super violent flu and was out of commission for, like, five days. Okay. Was okay. stuck in Georgia, couldn't make the trip back home. It was a pure delight. I watched Birdman, <laughs> uh-huh. and, uh, honestly, there were moments where I wasn't sure if Birdman was a creation of my fever dreams, mm-hmm. or if it was actually the movie of the year okay all and right. I, I, even while i watched it i thought to myself if this is a fever dream 
this fever dream would win fever dream of the year best fever dream best fever dream all right the uh cinematography of my fever dreams <laughs> are exceptional um do you uh would you recommend birdman to people who do not have one foot in the grave or I would, are I, hallucinogenic drugs i can't as a representative of a church okay. ever recommend any movie except for veggie tales okay okay yeah um, that's true because at the end of the day, someone will take their teenage daughter to go see a movie, and it will have a curse in it. Chris said it was okay. Chris said it was all right. I remember uh, I was standing in Walmart, and this woman that I had met once randomly was at Walmart, and her kids had come to... I had met them at like a diner somehow, and we were out with some of the youth eating dinner, and they were like... Hey, we're Christians too, and we could tell by the way you ate your pancakes that you love Jesus. And we ended up chatting, and I saw him in Walmart a couple weeks later, and their kid had visited the church, and I was kind of taken back to see them, and they had a uh, Black Eyed Peas mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Ella Funk. Ella Funk, all right. And they, the mom was like, hey, Chris. You're a youth minister. You should be up on all media right. that teens are into. Right. And said, so what is this? What is this? Is this offensive? Is this bad stuff? Mm-hmm. And I had heard, you know, Where's the Love? Right. And a couple of other yeah. Black Eyed Peas tunes. Seems harmless. Yeah. Yeah. And, and was kind of like, I think they're probably about as bad as the Beatles. Uh, you know? <laughs> okay. Like the Beatles every now and then would talk about. Like doing it, uh-huh. where they talk about drugs. I want to hold your hand. Yeah, That's wink, right. wink. You know what I mean. So I told the lady. I said I think they're probably about as benign as the Beatles. Okay, you know if you're comfortable with your kid listening to that, go uh-huh. for it. And then turns out like this, this, the whole album is just completely offensive. Okay, and it's where's like, the love? Is the one song? Where's the love? Like three albums ready. back okay. when they were still trying to like represent the streets everything and, else just non-stop they, f-words yeah, they've just come back and they were like let's get retarded and all kind of <laughs> other stuff and and all i hear is the radio edits uh-huh. so i had no idea that i just told this sweet lady who had had some level of respect for me like the beatles and the black and that was really where i screwed up was i compared the beatles and the black eyed peas i expected to look on the album cover of the black eyed peas and have them all in nice suits with ties white suits with ties fergie drunk peter uh, pants all i all i know about the black eyed peas just from casually listening to them i know that there's a lot of spelling that goes on in their music yeah so fergie, i assume it's educational fergie teaches me things f to the e r g to i the e yeah i, I every right. song i learn a new word Okay. And I learn how to spell it, and I get really, really good, and then I move on to a new song. Mm-hmm. The most fun thing is to, uh, when you uh, look at uh, pop stars and see how urgently they all need to be the most current, um, and go back and listen to uh, Black Eyed Peas singing, I'm so 2008, yeah. you're so 2000 and late. <laughs> oh, okay then. Every year they update it Sometimes. to the new rhyme. I need something that rhymes with 15. I'm so 2015, <laughs> you're so 2000 and... Jim Beam, not lean. <laughs> These beef references are killing it's us. Not Fergie. as easy as it sounds. <laughs> oh, uh, Apple the Apple. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, that was Birdman. Yeah. I can't recommend Birdman, but if you're a grown up and you want to see Birdman, you might like it. Okay. Particularly if you're like artistic and you want to watch something for two hours mm-hmm. that tells you that you're the most important thing in the entire world. Oh, okay. Especially if you make movies. All right, yeah. 
Yeah. So, which is why the Academy just loved that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. it definitely. Uh, you as a movie maker are so. You're the most significant. Important. Yes. Your art mm-hmm. is uh, the most valuable thing that we could ever have, yeah. unless you make superhero movies, and then you're a fool. Yeah. <laughs> and right. You should die. But but thank you for the money. Thank you for all the yeah. money that comes from the superhero yes. movies. Uh, yeah, I should have been able to put down a big bet that Birdman was going to win the Academy Award you for know, best, best Picture. I'll be honest, though. I, I also have had the opportunity. This was not during my fever dream mm-hmm. period, thank goodness, because I don't know what I would have done with this one. I watched Boyhood. Oh, okay. We yeah. rented Boyhood. Oh, yeah. Critics just and can't stop loving that one. Rightfully so. Really? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, again, now, here's a, a recommendation from somebody that I trust, and not just yeah. like critics trying to one-up each other with how... How smart they are. I give it 14 thumbs. That's right. I can't, again, say that I recommend it to anyone in particular, mm. but if you're an adult who who wants to watch a movie... If you're comfortable with the Black Eyed Peas. It took 12 years to make this movie. Same and kid. You watch this family grow up. Mm-hmm. You watch them grow up, you watch them get older, mm-hmm. and you watch Patricia Arquette sort of morph into all these different uh, body phases that kind of Patricia Arquette, I guess, moved through. Like, okay. there's chunky, short hair Patricia Arquette. Uh, there's like, oh, she thinned back out, Patricia Arquette. Okay. You kind of get this idea, not only of like the characters, but also where Patricia Arquette was sort of mm-hmm. in her own career mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's when she was in a lull. She got chunky. Oh, you know? okay. Oh, there okay. She, yeah, she, she's back. She's making movies again. Uh-huh. Thinned out, cut her hair. Like okay, that makes me want to go back and look at what Ethan Hawke and Ethan Hawke never changes. At one he's the point, same the whole time. At one point, you get the sense that the the guy was like, "Okay, Ethan, you gotta get a mustache so people will know that you've aged. Okay, like you're mature now. Okay, like, he he barely he, looks any he just different. Looks like Ethan Hawke the whole time. Yeah, what was he doing the last twelve years? Ethan Hawke. Always puts out one super weird sci-fi movie a year. Yeah, he does. Okay. Like, every year yeah. you know that you're going to get the one weird Ethan Hawke sort of mind mess movie. That, okay. And that's just yeah. what he does. All right. So uh, am I not paying attention to uh, to showbiz enough? Or is my impression right that Ethan Hawke stays famous even though he doesn't like do that much? Yeah. Ethan Hawke is a weird, yeah. weird little entity unto himself. But yeah, he, he just constantly gets work. I guess he's a good actor. I guess so. But yeah, Boyhood, he does great in Boyhood. Thumbs up on Boyhood. The Boyhood is a really interesting... If if for nothing else, to to watch something that literally took 12 years to make, that was crafted over a 12-year period. I mean, imagine trying to edit this thing together. Okay. Having a script. Mm Mm-hmm. And following that. And trying to maintain continuity over 12 years. I think the kid was six when they started. Okay. The the young boy was about six, and Uh his older sister was probably eight, nine, maybe. Yeah. And and just to have a six year old and and work with them for twelve years. And I didn't know there was an older sister involved. There's another kid in there who There's was in this kid. for twelve. And years? everybody bugs out about the boy. Yeah, but the sister was in there just as long. Yeah, she's just as much a little kid at the beginning of this movie. And okay, they follow her, and it's all about Texas too. Okay. It's set in Texas. Set in Texas, all over Texas. They move around Texas. Okay. And they're not Texasy. Okay. And I'm assuming that it's not a it's not a feel good kind of family not movie. Not at all. All right. No. In fact, it's the it's super uncomfortable because you're literally watching this like sad, kind of miserable family mm-hmm. just move through life mm-hmm. and constantly get hit with frustration. Okay. So if you're like, hey, I want to spend the next two hours enjoying myself, uh-huh. not your movie. Not the movie for you. Not your movie. <laughs> but if you want to like 
voyeuristically peer into a struggling family. Okay. Uh, by the way, I'm making hand motions and, uh, for radio. This is the motion yeah, for voyeuristically is, yeah, peering. Look, look online. It's very Google creepy. voyeuristic hand <laughs> motions. We'll put a picture up online. <laughs> Do not Google voyeuristic <laughs> hand motions. That is a bad call. Uh, now, here's the pro- where the problem might come from me. I have a tendency to look at things through political glasses a lot. You say what? Yeah, I know. Can you believe that? Jason Anderson. And I, I may need you to pull me back from this because I, I see Boyhood and I see yet another movie with Hollywood trying to tell me that middle class life is miserable and unlivable. Is, is that what I'm gathering? Is it like, like, like going back to things like American Beauty? Like if you're in the suburbs, you're in a living hell, and if you're in a regular job, your life is a nightmare. You should just kill yourself. I, is that just more of that from Hollywood? I don't know that I came out of it with that. <laughs> All right. Um, I would say maybe it definitely warns against the uh, the dangers of alcoholism. Okay. All uh, right. But I don't necessarily I, the the mom Patricia Arquette in the movie. Uh, she has kids young, doesn't finish school, okay. works her way up, becomes a professor at a college, like oh. takes care of herself, makes good okay. for herself, but still, you know. Still, the guy cuts out on him. The, Multiple, the, the, the father, every guy that can cut out, okay. cuts out. Yeah. Men are terrible. Is that, was that part of the message of this movie? <laughs> you could probably get there if you want, I guess. <laughs> okay. but, um, there, there is a, although, you know what, Ethan Hawke, He's a he's a decent guy. Okay. He's okay. Okay. He's, I mean, he's not like a raging butthole. Everyone after him is. He stays involved in the yeah, kids' he stays lives. In, stays in his kids' lives. Okay. Kind of figures himself out. Why do? What reason do they give for the divorce of Patricia Arquette and Ethan Hawke? They were young. Do I keep wanting to call kids. Ethan Hunt. Oh, excuse me if I call him <laughs> Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. They were young and had kids, and okay. I, I think that's basically just it. Yeah. Got tired of each other. Yeah. Okay. Just didn't get along very well. Okay. All and right. uh, she was bourgeoisie, okay. and he was the proletarian. <laughs> 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 Stop trying to cram your communist <laughs> message down my throat, Hollywood. Every time they come out with like a serious drama about middle America, I know exactly, I mean, I could write it. I, I know exactly what it's going to be. This one, I honest to goodness, it just reminded me of people I knew. Okay. Having kind of watched friends deal with divorces and crappy dads and crappy second dads. Mm-hmm. and It really felt... Less like a movie, and honestly, more like you were just sort of peering into a very particular uh-huh. set of circumstances, okay. and it was at times very unpleasant, okay, and and just just not enjoyable. Okay, so true to life in that sense. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, it really was very uncomfortable and voyeuristic. Okay, how about one time though, uh, a movie about a middle class family from like Indianapolis that loves each other and supports each other yeah. where the mom and dad stay married. Something like that. Wouldn't that yeah, be great? That would be great. I'm, I'm sure people would go flock into the yeah, cinemas for that. That, was, that, that to, I believe that movie was called uh, Vacation. National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes me think of... Uh, In fact, the whole, like, all 17 of the Lampoon Vacation movies, like, they stay together. Well, you know, that's, that's an interesting thing about, like, uh, some of those uh, uh, vacation movies and John Hughes movies. Uh, Heard of. John Hughes movies spoke a lot to uh, the very pro-middle-class American, like uh, Ferris Bueller's parents were gullible, but they were supportive, and they, like, loved their family. I think if if this is a, and I don't think that it's trying to be a a condemnation of any particular group, but it it seems like the, it does lay out a, a sort of dire 
single parent latchkey kid mm-hmm. kind of of raising situation, but both both kids, you know, mm-hmm. it, they're okay. Okay, it's just kind of all right. I don't, I don't feel like there was a huge politic behind it. All right, that just makes me think of, I think it was David Spade who had a routine um, about uh, Pearl Jam. And he talked yeah. about, I wonder, what does Eddie Vedder's father think about all these songs <laughs> that Eddie Vedder writes? He's, hey, Eddie, why don't you ever write a song about that time we went to the Grand Canyon? You know, something like, play and catch with Dad. Yeah. Come on. Well, that's fun. that's actually a part of the that's actually a section of one of the scenes where Dad comes back in to the story and they go bowling. I think and they're okay. sitting around and uh, what did you remember when you were young? Kind of pops up and they're like, Ah, oh, I just remember you and Mom fighting. Huh. And Dad's sort of like, You don't remember like your birthday parties? You don't remember <laughs> when we would go and like camp? And you don't remember this? And you don't remember that? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. it doesn't seem preachy it really does seem like it's just trying to show this kid coming of age and he just has this particular set of circumstances all right okay birdman on the other (laughs) (laughs) very preachy totally messed up totally messed Mm, up all right okay what else we got what else we got how have you been there's other i've been okay um nothing really that exciting happening in the Anderson household over the last few months. I watched a movie, but I can't remember what it was, so that's probably a recommendation right there. Uh, oh, Zero Dark Thirty. I finally got around to watching Zero yeah. Dark Thirty. Yeah. True story? True story, I understand. Yeah. Based on a true story. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like that. Yeah, I, uh, I was a little disappointed because, number one, Chris Pratt was in it, but not nearly enough. Not enough dancing Just... from Chris Pratt <laughs> in it. And Not man child Chris Pratt. Yeah, well, he was a uh, Navy SEAL Chris Pratt. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, that he can go. <laughs> yeah, that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly, uh, you know, most of his appearance in the movie was him, like in helmets and and uh, fatigues and equipment, like yeah. every other SEAL. So he couldn't really tell which one was him anyway. Good point. Yeah, uh, and the movie focused on instead of like the interesting <laughs> SEAL assault, the movie focused on the less interesting, like kind of backroom political maneuvering. That led hmm. to actually like acting on the intelligence that Osama bin Laden was in this particular place. There's a whole lot of wrangling and uh, you know hmm. angry conference room. Uh, yeah. table, we'll pull your funding. Table Jenkins. pounding fights. That's right. We've got to get this guy. Well, if you can't do it, I'll find somebody who can. Is there at least a a scene where President Barack Obama like has a phone in his hand and he says, "Get him." No, no, no. That, nothing, that's how that happened. Nothing right? like he, that. I'm, I'm sure that is. I thought Barack Obama was on the helicopter. But. He, he jumped out with a knife in his teeth and was like, "I'm gonna get you." <laughs> but that's the only movie I saw, or that's the only movie I can remember seeing over the last couple of months. We had, you know, Christmas, and we had travels and the normal things that you do between the uh, November and February uh, months. Um, but yeah, yeah, nothing that exciting. Yeah. I don't yeah. have kids, so. Uh, travel is tough. No one likes to travel. Yeah, it, but it ramps up when you have a couple of kids. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. Do you do you ever just consider giving them like a Nyquil? What it? Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, at least a Nyquil. <laughs> at least a Nyquil. But a shot in the head. The issue. With a the issue that travel. You know, when you have uh, kids in diapers, it's not that much of an issue. The biggest mm. issue is just them is just them screaming in the car the whole time yeah. when they're that small. Well, I do which, that now. Which we. <laughs> that's so. right. Just when I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> 
but now that uh, uh, my son is potty trained, uh, we're very proud and all. Potty trained. Right. But that adds a whole new level of complication to traveling to long car rides because we got to be ready to stop oh, at a yeah. moment's notice. Because I'm not prepared to ask him to like just hold it till the next exit. Right. Because we got to we got to be prepared to go. Potty train does not necessarily mean confident. Right. In it, your ability to not poop your pants. Exactly. He's yeah. still a beginner. We gotta gotta cope with that fact. We and all. Yeah. Are still beginners. Really. You know. When it gets down to being it, honest. We, really, we are. <laughs> we're all one bad day away. So we end up <laughs> stopping at places that I would not stop. If it was, oh, yeah. you know, me and, you know, confidence in my or my wife's. <laughs> Louis Biker Den right. and Murdertorium. All right. Okay. Well, is this gas station abandoned? I'll see if I can kick open the men's room door and we can use that. And uh, he doesn't have any problem like uh, like I am. am, am I'm still uh, uh, kind of uncomfortable with using public bathrooms. And the, <laughs> the dirtier they are, the less and less comfortable I am. Which, that's probably not that uncommon, right? I like to think that there's going to be that one person out there listening that's just completely confused by that premise. What They're like, what? You don't like to use public restrooms? What's wrong the with you? The dirtier, the worse? <laughs> Who are you? Graham would be that guy because oh, yeah, he, like, it doesn't I mean, bother him. it all enough. over me. Yeah, whatever. Because we spent, uh, we stopped at one gas station, a gas station I wouldn't have stopped at normally, and he had to use the potty, had to do a number two. And yeah, that's poop. That's right. Be playing along that's now. the interpretation of the number code. Um, and he had no problem with staying in that bathroom just as long as he needed to yeah. because he's not he's not in a, at a stage in his pooping career where he really stays focused on the object yeah. like for a long time. His mind wanders. Yeah. He says, hey, what's that written on the wall? What's that thing over there? What's this? Can I get down and get back up? What's no, a cholo? Little man, in the name of humanity, please stay on the pot and finish. Yeah. Please. So we stayed in a, a, a bathroom so long that Rachel like wanted to like come and find us. She and Campbell, <laughs> my daughter, were waiting in the in the van on us, and she thought maybe we had been kidnapped or something. And, and Which was possible. <laughs> it was possible at Louis Cons- Biker Den and Murder. Considering where we were, <laughs> but we got intimately familiar with that bathroom, and uh, uh, yeah, just <laughs> just hope that happens as little as possible on a, a five- or six-hour car ride. Here is how it went when uh, young Chris would go on road trips with his family. Mm-hmm. I was obviously, at this point, capable, yeah. confident. Yeah. My parents were like, Chris, you can handle this. You're kind of a prodigy. <laughs> I, I was not pooping my pants yeah. quite early. Yeah. And uh, we were taking road trips, though, and my mom would always keep a little, like, squatty potty Smart. in the van. Smart. And... Yeah. She, we would just, just stop on the side of the road, poop on the side of the road, yeah, like just wherever, whenever. Okay. okay, and it was probably in the car until I was 17. <laughs> and you was, never know, it was always sort of like, Mom, I am never going to poop in the squatty potty, uh, mm-hmm. at this phase of life. <laughs> <laughs> but she still was sort of like, Chris. We're not taking any chances here. <laughs> We're not, and it was it was sized for a for like a seven year old's R- right, uh, but donkey donk. Right. So I would have just sort of had to have hovered and hoped. <laughs> but mom, mom was not taking any chances. No, nope. wasn't messing around. The with squatty that, so. potty has saved our behind so many times. Yeah. You would not believe it. So we're hanging on to the squatty potty. That's right. Uh-huh. My mom also has like four hundred and fifty uh, feet of fencing. 
in the car? Know, not in the car. <laughs> she the puts group. it up around the yeah, squatty just party. in case. But like, so there's there's a lot of that in my life where moms just sort of like yeah. we're hanging on to it. Your mom is kind of. Uh, would, would it be going too far to say she's a hoarder? Is she? she a hoarder? If we had one smaller room, okay, in the house, All like right. if the house was like one smaller on the bedrooms, okay, she would you probably. Can, you got a like, spare, so you can get away the with cats. it. All right. You know? We haven't seen them in a while, but that's because that, they're dead. I might have to take the squatty potty idea from her, though. It's that, not, I'll that, be honest. That, I mess with her a lot. Someone needed fence one time. We were there for him. <laughs> if you ever have to poop in your car. Keep us away from Leo's yeah. biker murder Keep emporium. The murder dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Surprise, the murder dome gets a surprising amount of business for just putting it right out there up front. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's check that out. I'm sure it's hey, just Harriet, ironic. It says, it says murder dome. Let's check it out. <laughs> They've got great hors d'oeuvres. And the largest ball of twine. <laughs> well, we've talked about poop, I think, for the requisite amount of time we yes. have to each podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <Nailed> <laughs> what, what else? All right. What else happened over the, the past couple of months since we've been together? I'm not sure that my wife wants me talking about this. This, but is, this is where Jenny turns the radio off. That's right. But I can do what I want because I'm an adult. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she and I have been visiting a fertility specialist for a while. Mm-hmm. And the, apparently the woman's a genius and she's like creating stuff with GE to extract eggs from that's, people's innards. That's who you innards. want. That's yeah. who you want. Right. Like you, you, you want the Bill Gates of yes. messing around with your junk. If anybody's going to be pulling out eggs, yeah. I want it to be I want that. the person who's she General had, Electric approved. She had surgery but the thing then then you are like oh i'm not so sure that i want this lady because she came out after jenny's surgery and she had taped her glasses to her face because she was like i get sweaty and i get hot and i don't want my glasses falling off and uh-huh. i don't want to touch my glasses so she had just like a strip of tape just plastered to her face her gla- and like while she's trying to talk to me about stuff all i can focus on is this lady has something taped to her face. Nobody looks professional when they've right, got stuff like, yeah. taped to their face. No, no, no not yeah. at all. But uh, this is just just a minor surgery. Just a minor surgery. Not not a big deal. No, on on Jenny. I don't know that there's any. I feel like minor surgery. Yeah, is it's, such a it's strange minor surgery is surgery phrase. that's happening to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like it was. It was minor in that, like I don't think she could have died mm. unless something went really, really wrong. Right. But there were there were bits and pieces, okay. you know. Still, it's all chopping and yeah. searing. Yeah. And what this what this surgery reminded me of was the difference between uh, American uh, jet fighter planes and Russian jet fighter planes. In Russia, jet fight you. <laughs> <laughs> because Russian jet fighter planes are like uh, they are mostly designed and built and maintained and flown by people who are usually drunk on vodka. <laughs> uh, and uh, for Russian listeners out there, I apologize, but you're all probably drunk on vodka right now. Not to be stereotypical. <laughs> no. But it's true. They're big, blunt instruments. They're the baseball bats of the sky. Um, they, they're just built to take a pounding and keep on going because the, they don't have they they don't have the time or the interest in yeah. in maintaining them in a very delicate way. Yeah. They they could just like take whatever gunfire and they could suck up like a microwave oven into the air intake and it just keep on going. We're like two hundred something odd 
geese are sucked into the fuselage or something, the jets of planes in America and yeah, kills they, people. They turn upside down and fly into the river. Yeah, exactly. In, with Russian yes. aircraft, it's like the plan. Yeah, and no. that's how they make like yes. you can ground. Any, anybody turkey. who's flown on Aeroflot before will tell you that you can look out the window and see stuff falling off the, the <laughs> airframe the whole time you're in the air. Yeah, it just keeps on going. <laughs> Whereas American uh, jet fighter planes are built to be precision instruments. They're like scalpels. They're very, uh, very delicately and uh, professionally built and maintained and flown. And, and so you have things like when you start uh, air operations at the beginning of the day at any air base, you have a bunch of guys walking shoulder to shoulder down the runway clearing any debris for those precision instruments. To the tune of... <laughs> so that's what this surgery was to me. It was just clearing of the runway for your precision instrument. Thank you. I think that God bless America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> this episode of Chris and Jason Talking About Stuff has been brought to you by Russian Aeronautics. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, you can you can turn it back on now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my precision instrument. That's right. I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason, right. for that kind compliment. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, okay, we're still looking for uh, advertisers in case anybody wants to advertise on the podcast. Yes. Anybody, any car manufacturer or people who like distribute gold. Russian aeronautics. to Tahiti or anything like that. That's right. <laughs> Russian aeronautics. Hey, hey, when you don't have the money to buy a real airplane. <laughs> when we show up dead. When we show up dead, it's, it's the Russians. Vladimir Putin will kill a guy <laughs> he will jack you he up. will totally kill a guy he's wrestled bears uh yeah yeah he has right and like this morning it's not like not, <laughs> not yeah. like way in the past it's not in antiquity bowl of cereal wrestle, a, wrestle bear, a bear run the country put on the tie go right to work yeah. sometimes Killing people sometimes just go straight from bear wrestling <laughs> skip the tie <laughs> just towel off yeah informal fa- i'm just back from bear <laughs> wrestling <laughs> <laughs> who had the problem about public service <laughs> Sick him, bear. <laughs> what if he did just have like this army of bears that he's wrestled to the point of being tamed yeah, for him? Where they're just submissive just to sort him. Sort of sends them off to do his dirty Whatever work. Whatever you say, boss. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they can talk. <laughs> they talk like that. He's wrestled them into talking to They're too. from Jersey. I know you can. <laughs> Quit messing around, bear. Say words. Stop making your bear noises and say real words. I'm sorry, Mr. Putin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. You got me. You got we me. We didn't know that anybody knew we could talk. Ah, <laughs> oh, two, 2015, another great year of of laughing at our own jokes. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Chris. Vladimir Putin talking, talking about the bears. Stuff. <laughs>